We are still in Isaiah. We've been in Isaiah throughout Advent and we continue uh, today a little message called Come and Hear. We're in Isaiah 55 and I want to just read the first three verses. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, (laughs) good one for Christmas morning, isn't it? Uh, Come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Hear, hear me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me here that you may live. One of the phrases that you will hear very frequently on the mouths of Christians, of those who are really pursuing God and wanting to follow him and wanting to walk in obedience in his ways, you will hear the phrase, I really need to hear God. At some stage during 2023, probably most of you have thought that. Maybe you've said it in a, in a prayer meeting or in a gathering among friends or whatever, but usually at some stage in every year and maybe several times, there's that cry within us, I need to hear God. I'm facing a dilemma. I'm facing a decision, a situation. I don't know which way to go and I'm desperate to hear him. And Isaiah issues an invitation in, in verse 1 of chapter 55. And the invitation is for all who are thirsty and who are hungry to come. There's water, there's milk, there's wine. Those were basically the options in terms of of what you could drink in the ancient world. And he says, he almost anticipates those who would say in the middle of the verse there, I can't afford it, I have no money. There's some who hear the invitation to come to God and they'll say, well, that's not really for me. That's, That's fine for others but I I can't fit into that mold. I'm not that type of person. Uh, And they'll they'll come up with reasons why they can't come to God. And Isaiah anticipates that and says, listen, if you've you've got no money, and sounds like a contradiction, he says, if you've got no money, come and buy. (laughs) In other words, that is not going to stop you from coming and receiving what God gives. It is free in God's economy. Those who have no financial clout, those who have no status, those who have nothing to bring, he says, come. The the feast is is for you. And he goes on to to talk about in verse 2 the things that people labor for and spend their money on. The things that you work for and you work for and you work for and you maybe save up for and you finally take the plunge and you buy something and you think in the, in the anticipation and in the waiting that it's going to make your soul happy and it doesn't. You're still not satisfied. And then he, he, he gives this, this double invitation at the at the bottom of the screen there the the bottom half of verse two there's a thing that you'll notice in your bible in both the old testament and the new testament which sometimes is translated out of the bible um but if it's left in it leaves a bit more impact you'll get the same word twice jesus does it frequently when he really wants to to 
to land something, he says, Amen, Amen, and then says what he wants to say. Our translations change it maybe into something the old version would have said, Verily I say unto you. But what it actually says in Greek is amen, amen. You get that double to to make it emphatic. And that's what's going on here in verse 2 of Isaiah. The invitation that God is giving is hear, hear. Same word twice. In Hebrew it's Shema and it's the name of of a prayer that that God's people would have said every day uh, from uh, Deuteronomy. I think it's Deuteronomy. The Shema, hear, hear. And there's an invitation as, as, as we, as people following God, frequently say, I really want to hear God. There's an invitation coming back at us. Hear me. <laughs> Come and hear me. Come and listen to me. And in that hearing God, we find satisfaction. One of the things that will probably happen for most of us today is at some stage, maybe in, in three or four hours time, we will sit back in the chair and feel satisfied. <laughs> physically with good food with rich fare we'll be well filled and we'll be content and God gives this invitation to come and hear him and receive that same degree of of satisfaction for our souls as we get when we feast for our bodies and one of the things that strikes me on um at Christmas and, and in Advent and as we read through the the stories of the birth of Jesus is the frequency with which God speaks. It's just like there's an explosion, an intense period of time when God is speaking again and again and again. And we see the importance of hearing God and obeying what he says. And we also see how willing he is to speak. In, in your nativity stories, you see the, the angels speaking again and again. Angels come and they speak to Zechariah and they speak to Mary and they speak to the shepherds in Luke's gospel. And Matthew adds in that the angels also speak to Joseph and to the Magi, the wise men that came. So we are hearing God through the voices of these angels. Also in the, in the Christmas stories, we hear God through dreams. I was struggling to find a Christmas card for, for my beloved wife. Every card I lifted, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I, I can't handle the mush. Anybody, you pick it up and there's like just line after line. It goes on and on and on and on and on. And you're like, oh my goodness. But so many of the ones I lifted up said something about making your dreams come true. May, may all your dreams come true this Christmas. Now, Linda has wacky dreams. The last thing I want to happen is that any of those dreams would come true. Or otherwise, we're, we're scundered. Like. But in, in, the, in the scriptures here, in Matthew in particular, Joseph hears God in dreams again. Joseph must have napped all the time. Jason said he wouldn't have time for a nap this afternoon. Nap, brother. You may hear God. Okay. Anytime you're sneaking off for a snooze and somebody says, don't be lazy, you say, I'm away to hear God. <laughs> he kept on hearing God in dreams. These angels would appear while he was dreaming. And I wonder, that association that we do have today in the, the mush on the Christmas cards about our dreams coming true, I wonder somewhere in the background of that, maybe was there a scriptural origin of that 
and, and maybe to bless someone and say, I hope your dreams come true, maybe originally meant, I hope the things that God is speaking into you come to pass. So God speaks through dreams. He speaks in creation. These magi, these wise men, Persian astrologers, whoever they were, they were directed by God in creation as they saw the star. He speaks in scripture. Whenever Herod wants to find out uh, where the, the new king has been born, the, the advisors come to him, the teachers come, and they, they quote from Micah in the Old Testament and tell him that it's Bethlehem, God speaking through Scripture. When you read Matthew's account of the birth of Jesus over and over again, Matthew will say, so was fulfilled all that the prophets had spoken. So scripture is, is a means by which God speaks in our nativity stories. And then prophecy. Whenever Zechariah, you know, all the, all the Elizabeths out there celebrate that Zechariah wasn't able to speak for nine months. She didn't have to listen to him. But when he finally had his tongue loosed after John was born and named, the first thing that Zechariah did when his tongue was loosed again was he prophesied. And he, he sang a song called the Nunc Dimittis, which, which was a prophetic word from God. And the Spirit speaks as well in these stories. When you get to the end of Luke 2, you will read of a wonderful old man called Simeon, who, who the Spirit tells him that he's going to live to see the Messiah. And the Spirit moves him and directs him to go to the temple and to be there when Mary comes with the baby Jesus. Over and over and over again, God is speaking. And people are hearing and they are obeying. And ultimately, he speaks in Jesus himself. The the Gospel of John begins with this verse that in the beginning was the Word. You are hearing me because of my words. What's in my heart this morning to share with you as a church is being expressed because of words. My heart expressed through my words. God expressed his heart to the world through Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. He is the expression of God. He is how God has communicated who he is. He is the word. And the most wonderful thing about the incarnation, about Christmas, is this word took on flesh and dwelt among us and dwells among us still by his spirit. The word, the communication of God. Hebrews tells us in chapter 1, that God spoke in various times in, 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 in the Old Testament. He spoke through burning bushes and he spoke through donkeys and he spoke through all sorts of things, never mind the prophets and the people. But now the writer says he has spoken to us in son. You want to hear God. And I said every year, and I'll keep saying it, one thing that I want you to do in 2024, no matter what reading plan you use, I'll share mine with you this week and maybe others, devotionals that you've used or reading plans that you've used, fire them into the WhatsApp group and people can pick one that suits. But I would encourage you, read the Gospels every single day of 2024. Don't let a day go by without reading something that Jesus did or something that Jesus said. Because in him, God has spoken 
and as we sit and as we listen to him and as we watch what he does, we hear God. Isaiah 55, that little passage I read at the start, finishes in verse 3. Give ear and come to me. Hear that you may live. Hear that you may live. Hear that your soul may live is what some versions will say. And two little points of application on this and then I'm done. One is to accept this invitation. When you open your Bible or your app, or whatever you use. Do not hear a religious voice saying to you, go and read. Don't hear that. Go and read starts to sound like homework. And I hate homework as much as any student in the room. I hate it. Okay, I love education, I love teaching, I love learning. I hate homework. And go and read feels like homework, an order, an assignment that you don't really want to do, but you have to do. Go and read. Don't come to God's word in 2024 with a a religious command, go and read. Come to it and hear the Spirit just whispering from within it. Come and hear. Come and hear transform your attitude to the word of God. You're not just reading. You're not just amassing knowledge. You're coming to hear. Come and hear. And the second thing I would say, you know, the invitation, let it be, come, come and hear. The second thing is one of the gifts that I want you as a church, us together as a church, to start giving each other is the gift of hearing God's word for one another because those who have at some stage in 2023 and maybe sitting now still even with with the the desperate cry in their in their hearts and in their heads i need to hear god this is where it can happen can happen in his word and it can happen in angels and dreams and stars and all sorts of ways that god spoke in these early chapters of the gospels But we want to cultivate cultivate a community that are listening not just for themselves, but are listening for one another. Who come to God's word and hear and listen. And then as we come together, they share that. I would love the the scenario where where somebody makes a decision or goes in a direction or, or, or pursues a certain direction in a in ministry or in career or in relationship or whatever it may be and and whenever they're asked why why did you go that way that they'd be able to say well I came to church one morning and church that morning whoever was preaching preached on this passage and made these points and then the songs that were chosen these are these are few of the things that were in the songs and then as we worship together my brothers and sisters opened their bibles And they read out what they had heard from God during the week. And it all came together and God spoke to me and I then did X, Y, or Z. That's something that we at times are really good at and have been really good at in the past. But I would say we've been a wee bit quiet in recent months. And I would encourage you, listen on behalf of one another. And when we come together, bless each other, not just with how are you, not just with listening, not just with praying for each other, but bless each other by being able to stand up in the gathered community at worship and speak out.
this is what I heard from God. And you never know how that would bless somebody else. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this time of year, Lord, that we ponder and we reflect and we think about what's gone past and what's coming ahead. And I ask, Father, for this community that it is such a privilege to be part of. I ask, Father, that you would bless us by speaking to us and that we would bless one another by hearing you and by communicating to each other what you have said. For you are a speaking God. We see it in the Christmas stories. You long to speak. You long to direct. And the invitation goes out today. Come and hear. Amen.